We are nearing the Ides of March 2021, and in the past five business days, we counted over 70 deals closing with private equity and VC firms in China, with a combined raise of more than 2.3 billion US dollars in everything from seed to pre-IPO rounds. And one firm even raised a whopping 700 million in its Series A, while we saw other news concerning Huawei, AstraZeneca, and Xinpeng Motors dominate the investment headlines. So welcome to the March 12th, 2021 edition of the China Money Podcast, where we update you on the news, data, and insights you need for making private equity and venture capital decisions in China. I'm China Money Network's director, Danny Levinson, sitting in for the China Money Podcast host, Nina Xiang, who's busy on assignment. China Money Podcast is celebrating its 10th year in 2021 and is a service of China Money Network. So you can visit us at chinamoneynetwork.com. China Money Network is a privately held data and media startup founded by Nina Xiang and operating out of Shanghai, Hong Kong, Hangzhou, Beijing, and New York. Please do leave us feedback at the ChinaMoneyNetwork.com website about how we can make the next 10 years even better. And be sure to ask your smart speaker to play China Money Podcast for all your streaming business intelligence. So post-COVID China continues to flourish while the rest of the world wrestles with mask on, mask off ridiculousness. China has proven that concerted efforts can put the economy back on track quickly. Case in point, this was another great week for China startups and growth companies raising cash from global venture capital and private equity firms. We saw over 70 documented investment deals close this week alone, and those deals totaled more than 2.3 billion US dollars. For example, JD Property raised an incredible 700 million US dollars in its Series A, while two other firms closed their Series B rounds, Siku Lifeng and JL Semi. And in the automotive sector, Xinpeng Motors' first quarter delivery guidelines may hint at a chip shortage, while separately, the South Korean government said on Wednesday that during the pandemic, business personnel working to ensure the supply of automotive chips will be exempt from the normal two-week quarantine requirement. And in cryptocurrency news, Inner Mongolia intends to stop cryptocurrency mining projects, period. We'll review those headlines and more in a moment. The China Money Podcast comes courtesy of our sponsor, Lehman Brown. Lehman Brown International Accountants is a licensed China-focused accounting, taxation, and business advisory firm operating dedicated offices in Beijing, Tianjin, Shanghai, Shenzhen, Guangzhou, Hong Kong, and Macau, and with an extensive affiliate network throughout China and over 100 countries worldwide. Lehman Brown offers a full range of financial and business management services from auditing to acquisition integration and market entry strategies. Get more information at lehmanbrown.com. That's lehmanbrown.com. And our sponsor, Caixin.co, welcomes you to register for free to gain immediate insight into the Chinese secondary market on the Shenzhen and Shanghai stock exchanges. Caixin is the Chinese god of wealth, and Caixin.co delivers hundreds of news posts from thousands of investment data points each day about China's listed companies in Shenzhen and Shanghai exchanges. Caixin.co is disrupting the way you digest equities data, and Caixin.co is a sister site of China Money Network. Get your free subscription at caishen.co. That's Caixin.co. 
Now let's dive into those news headlines to find what the China Money Podcast can unwrap for you in the deals happening this week. In our China Money Network deal shot news, there were over 70 venture capital and private equity deals surpassing 2.3 billion USD in the past five days. Three of those 70-plus notable deal shot deals that closed involved JD Property, Suku Lifang, and JL Semi. First, for the colossal JD Property deal, this was reportedly a Series A round, mind you, and the company raised 700 million US dollars from firms such as Hillhouse Capital and Warbeck Pincus. JD Property is a Chinese infrastructure property management unit of JD.com, based in Suchen and formed in 2015. JD.com, of course, is one of the arch rivals to Chinese e-commerce giant Alibaba. And in the Siku Lifang deal, the five-year-old Beijing-based cash flow management platform raised 15.4 million RMB in a B round led by Matrix Partners China. And in another B round, JL Semi closed its deal with lead investor CDH Investments for 30.8 million RMB. Matrix Partners China happened to be a participant in that deal too. Want to know more about all the 70 deals that closed this week? Those deals come from China Money Network's daily DealShot database, which is available to subscribers. The DealShot database gives you complete snapshots of the latest deal flow and includes multiple data points, including, of course, the size of each investment deal and who participated. For full details on all 70 deals eclipsing $2.3 billion that closed this week, visit us at chinamoneynetwork.com. For daily data briefs and a private equity and VC deal database, going back 10 years, nearing a trillion dollars worth of deal flow. And now let's look at other news in China this week that has impacted startups, private equity, and venture capital. Xinpeng Motors' first quarter delivery guidelines may hint at a chip shortage. Bloomberg analyst Steve Mann said that according to the guidance data for the first quarter, Xinpeng Motors expects to deliver about 4,260 EVs in March, with sales for the electric vehicles falling 29% from January, which may indicate a shortage of chips and batteries in the auto industry. Next, there may be a production bottleneck similar to what its competitor NIO faced at Xinpeng. This may limit the company's profitability in the first quarter as the company achieved positive growth in gross margins for the first time in 2020. And in related automotive and chips news, the South Korean government said on Wednesday that during the pandemic, business personnel working to ensure the supply of automotive chips to the country will be exempt from the normal two-week quarantine requirement, and the government will give priority to the vaccination of key personnel purchasing automotive chips. South Korea is trying to control the damage caused by the shortage of chips. This problem has plagued global automakers and has forced large automakers, including Volkswagen and General Motors, to cut production. Germany and the United States are also stepping up efforts to solve the problem of chip shortages. And crypto miners beware. A Bitcoin mining machine running for one day consumes electricity equal to what a family reportedly in Inner Mongolia uses in one month. And this is upsetting Inner Mongolia government officials. So Inner Mongolia intends to stop cryptocurrency mining projects. The Development and Reform Commission of the Inner Mongolia Autonomous Region issued a document prohibiting new cryptocurrency mining projects, and all current mining will soon cease. All projects will be stopped before the end of April 2021. 
And staying in crypto news, Chinese Bitcoin trading platform Binance is under investigation by U.S. authorities. Crypto exchange Binance is reportedly being investigated by the U.S. Commodity Futures Trading Commission over concerns surrounding whether it allowed U.S. investors on its platform. According to a Bloomberg report, which cited anonymous sources, the CFTC is seeking to determine whether Binance has allowed residents in the U.S. to buy and sell crypto derivative products while not being registered under the government agency's oversight. The report noted that the exchange, quote, hasn't been accused of wrongdoing. And in pharma news, the Global Medical Industry Fund jointly created by AstraZeneca and CICC Capital completed the first round of fundraising. AstraZeneca and CICC Capital officially announced that the first global medical industry fund called AstraZeneca CICC Medical Venture Capital has completed its phase one financing of 2.2 billion renminbi. Now work focuses on raising a similarly sized USD denominated fund. And in domestic Chinese government stimulus news, China plans to increase R&D spending. Over the next five years, China plans to substantially increase its investment in basic research. On March 5th, the 14th five-year plan for national economic and social development and the outline of 2035 long-term goals draft prepared by the state council proposed that during the 14th five-year plan period, which runs from 2021 to 2025, China will make scientific and technological self-reliance a strategic objective for national development. The draft establishes three major targets for this purpose. During the 14th five-year plan period, the R&D expenditure across all of China will increase by more than 7% annually, and the number of high-value invention patents per 10,000 people will increase from 6.3 in 2020 to 12 per 10,000 people in 2025. And the added value of the core industries of the digital economy as a proportion of GDP will rise from 7.8% in 2020 to 10% in 2025. And finally, the Biden administration in the United States reportedly has added new limits on Huawei suppliers. The Biden administration this week amended licenses for companies to sell to China's Huawei Technologies Company Limited, which further restricts companies from supplying items that can be used with 5G devices. The changes could reportedly disrupt existing contracts with Huawei that were agreed upon under previous licenses that have now been changed. So that's it for this China Money Podcast update. Make sure to ask your smart speaker, such as the Google Home, Xiaomi device, or Amazon Alexa, to listen to the China Money Podcast. And join us at chinamoneynetwork.com for daily data briefs and a private equity and venture capital deal database going back 10 years and nearing a trillion dollars worth of deal flow. And until next time, from us here at chinamoneynetwork.com and the China Money Podcast, remember to follow the money. 